All right, let's just get this out of the way as we return here in the fast lane. We are super nice humans. I'm going to defend myself and Mr. Massey before he comes on. We are super nice human beings. Well, uh, you know. You should see how Brian Nolan treats us because I know who you're talking about. I'll just go ahead and let uh, Michael Massey defend himself. As we welcome him into the fast lane and welcome you back here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, Michael Massey is at Bristol Motor Speedway Truck Series race this evening. Qualifying going on right now? Qualifying going on right now. I think it just ended. Another run where Roger Carruth has a great practice, but I have heavy doubt that he'll actually be able to sustain it over the race without finding his way into trouble. Qualifying. He qualified fifth. He did. Christian Eckes on the pole. Eckes was tops in practice for one lap and 10 lap averages and on the pole. Deserved favored. Uh, I would love to see Raja Carruth do something. You know me. I'm a big fan of the Drive for Diversity initiatives, and it's not just Bubba Wallace or Daniel Suarez. It's all sorts of uh, drivers that can bring different perspectives and voices to NASCAR, even though I have my doubts that Bubba Wallace is going to make it out of this round of the NASCAR playoffs. He's not been uh, stellar this year, and uh, you know he's on the outside looking in. Anyway, all of that NASCAR talk can wait just a moment. Um, let's just get this out of the way. Michael, are you going to join Trey's defense parade of trying to defend your treatment of fellow FrontStretch.com colleague Brian Nolan, who, by the way, had a really good question in the FrontStretch.com NASCAR mailbag for Jared Haas earlier today. Well, hey Ed, hey Trey. Um, I I don't know what you're talking about. I, exactly. I I think that I treat Brian, you know, better than any human has treated any other human in the history of the world. Um, he is the one that I mean, it just terrorizes people. Um, it, I mean, you know, it, it, he just he just fires at you and fires at you, fires at you, and then maybe you you might snap back a little bit every once in a while. Um, I mean, can you blame a guy for that? So it, it, anything we have ever done to Brian Nolan, he brought it on himself. That's all I'm going to say. I, I agree with what he just said. That was the perfect summary. Guess Brian's going to have to come on next week to try to defend himself because, uh, you know, I have my doubts about this, uh, that, you know, Trey and Brian are merely reacting to what Brian or Trey and Michael are merely reacting to what Brian Nolan has done to them from frontstretch.com conversations, public or private. Um, so alas, I guess we'll table that comment uh, because, you know, it's like it's like a long, ongoing legal battle right now here in the fast lane. We're just going to let the legal system take its course as college football and basketball and professional organizations have often said when somebody finds themselves in hot water. Alas, NASCAR is at Bristol. Truck Series race this evening, Xfinity tomorrow, and Cup Series racing Final race, round of 16 to 12, elimination race, this coming Saturday night at Bristol. Michael, are you expecting fireworks for all three races this weekend? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Bristol usually delivers. I mean, trucks, we're going to see a lot of action. Um, You might see one guy kind of break out and stink it up, but you'll see a lot of People in that 10th to 20th range uh, have some not-too-intelligent wrecks out there, I believe. Xfinity is, you know, Xfinity would probably be the best racing of the weekend, like it always is. Uh, so expect a good show there. And then Cup is a cutoff race. So, you know, that's that's always going to deliver. Like Bristol Night Race, in my opinion, that's your fourth crown jewel right there, Bristol Night Race. It always is a fun, fun show. 
people have doubts about NASCAR short track racing. I'm going to put Richmond aside because Michael Massey of FrontStretch.com is with us, and he has helped me rethink Richmond as similar to Gateway and the more intermediate-style tracks that are a little bit shorter than your traditional one-and-a-half to two-mile tracks. But Martinsville and Bristol are deemed short tracks. Are we at a point now where in the normal setup for this next-gen car, it's not going to produce great racing, but when push comes to shove or push and shove both happen to happen for playoff elimination races round of 16 to round of 12 now round of eight to the final four in a few weeks from now as we get to martinsville that those are the type of events that even if the car is its disadvantages if the only way to pass is the old chrome horn oh we're gonna see that just because the stakes are that high well so I don't think the chrome horn really even works that well anymore because the cars are so planted to the ground. These next gen, um, I remember was it Martinsville Spring last year? Uh, it was Joey Logano was faster than William Byron at the end, and he gave him the the old try to do the bump and run. Uh, but <laughs> he, I mean, he really nailed him too. And but Byron's car is so planted to the ground that it like didn't even phase him. Uh, so, like, that's really become a thing of the past with these cars. Um, that being said, now, if you want to pass someone, um, I think you just do, like, the uh, the Denny Hamlin to Kyle Larson at Pocono type thing. That's how you pass somebody at a short track because it's so hard to pass now. You just use them up. Eight tires better than four. Um, so, yeah, we still saw... Obviously, the racing, you know, last year is a good uh, measurement for it because, you know, the the short track package was the same as it is this year pretty much. Uh, but Bristol and Martinsville in the fall were both still entertaining just because you had that drama, just because you had people being eliminated and, uh, you know, people going all out uh, d- just to get their spot in the next round of the playoffs. For the race itself this coming weekend, and we're chatting with Michael Massey of FrontStretch.com, the playoff picture is going to be the dominant storyline. Most everyone, myself included, don't have much faith in Austin Dillon or Michael McDowell. I don't see Ricky Stenhouse, you mean? Excuse me, Ricky Stenhouse, not Austin Dillon. Ricky Stenhouse <laughs> and Michael McDowell. Thank you, Trey, for correcting me on that. Unlike Brian Nolan, I'm going to thank you for correcting me on that, by the way. I he, to jump he, a little he, he just gets mad at me when I... Correct him. Well, if a stray is going to go somewhere, why not uh, avoid going to you, Trey? So uh, you're welcome for that. Um, Most people believe, though, that Stenhouse and McDowell probably not going to make it out of this round. I'd be shocked if they do as well. Truex, is he going to make it out of this round? Or because of his spotty track record at Bristol, are we going to have one of these interesting scenarios where by far the best regular season racer, and this does happen, Purdue and UVA in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we've seen it, obviously, Golden State one year or Dallas Mavericks one year where they were a one seed and they were eliminated in the first round of the NBA playoffs. This can happen in sports in those first playoff games. Does it in NASCAR? Yeah, I, I think, you know, if it's going to happen, this is the year it's going to happen. I mean, the, it, everything is aligned perfectly uh, for Truex to not move on past this. Uh, you had a situation where the one seed didn't really score as many points 
you know, as many playoff points throughout the regular season as we're accustomed to. You normally, you think of like Kyle Larson in 2021 or even Truex in 2017. They had so many playoff points that they could pretty much just cruise. Um, and this time, Truex didn't have, you know, he only won three races. Um, so he didn't have as big of a padding. On top of that, you had him having a freak accident or for a flat tire last week that put him in the hole last week. That put you know put him in the hole, uh, and then now we head to a track. I think just about any other track on the schedule, when you go there, you say Martin Truex Jr. is seven points out, he's going to deliver. But you can't say that about Bristol because historically he's not that great here. He's only got four top tens his whole career, whole career. Uh, that that's just insane to me that you know even when he was dominating in the 78 car he wasn't doing that at Bristol so the it's kind of set up like like you want to believe he's still going to make it but it's going to be a hard battle for him to do that which is crazy to say about a one seed so i don't know i, I think it'll happen this weekend i i think he might miss it there's a lot of reason to believe that's what's going to happen at Bristol this coming weekend. A couple of your colleagues at frontstretch.com, Stephen Stumpf and Amy Henderson, have a great article up debating whether or not Martin Trucks Jr. missing the round of 12, much less the round of eight or the championship four. If that happens as the regular season points champion, does that invalidate what took place during the regular season? So we'll put you on the spot. Does it? <laughs> it's hard to say. I... I don't feel as strongly about this one as I did about in 2020 when Kevin Harvick had, you know, one of the all-time great seasons and didn't get to battle for a championship, uh, missed out on the championship four. I I just feel like that that's a deal where he deserved a race for a championship. Truex hasn't been as dominant. Like, he's been very hit or miss this year. Um, but still... I don't know. Obviously, you know, I, I'm old school, right? I, I I like the idea of the season-long points battle, even if it's ra- – I don't care if it's wrapped up with five races to go. I like that idea. Um, but we're never getting back to that. So this system we have now is probably the most fair um, as far as rewarding regular season success. Um, so if, we're, if we have to have a playoff – I don't want to see them tinker with it uh, anymore. I want to see them keep with this system they have now because it is entertaining and while at the same time still being fair to those that had success in the regular season. Michael Massey, FrenchStretch.com, with us in the fast lane. Michael, the last one for you. Surprise driver that is in the playoffs right now but either has been doomed by bad luck or doesn't have a good history at Bristol that could be punted out of the way and enable a driver like Bubba Wallace or Martin Truex Jr. I'm going to just continue to disrespect Stenhouse and McDowell, but enable Truex or Bubba Wallace to slip their way into this thing and make it interesting because they're in the round of 12. Well, I, I feel like, you know, everyone kind of expects Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, guys like that to advance. But they really haven't had the speed. And last year, we saw Kevin Harvick fail to advance at Bristol. 
even though he is historically great at this track. Uh, it could happen again, and then he won't get his fairytale ending to uh, his cup career. So that's a guy, you know, just the way Stuart Haas racing has been this year, it wouldn't surprise me if Harvick had some kind of problem that kept him out. Same with Joey Logano. Team Penske does not have it. Ryan Blaney as well. Team Penske does not have it this year. So I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if something happened to keep them out. I mean, <laughs> Ryan Blaney it, it always seems to have something go, go wrong. I remember one year here at Bristol, he was leading, looked like the fastest car, lapped cars, wrecked right in front of him and took him out. Uh, that, that ruined his bid for the win. So, yeah, that, that's the guys. I'm, I'm kind of betting against the Fords that aren't RFK racing. A tear or two might be shed by some, but maybe not everyone else. Michael Massey with us from FrontStretch.com. Michael, we look forward to keeping up with your work at FrontStretch.com and at M underscore Massey 22 on Twitter and Instagram as you're live through the potential carnage this coming Saturday at Bristol Motor Speedway. Enjoy all the action and uh, don't hold your breath that Virginia Tech's going to put on a good show for you before that game, which thankfully will uh, have been wrapped up, we hope, weather permitting, of course, by the time the race gets going this Saturday night. Hey, uh, I was at the Virginia Tech game this past weekend, and so as long as they're playing, I'm happy. <laughs> Anything's better than that delay this past weekend. But no, I'm, I'm excited to be here at Bristol. Should be an awesome weekend, and uh, look look for all our content at frontstretch.com. I got a column coming out tomorrow um, about NASCAR's battle against football. You know, in the battle for ratings. That'll, for that. be, that'll be awesome to read. You have teased that so well. I don't want to ask a question about it, Michael. I want to read the article and then formulate questions to ask after the fact. So thank you for that to wrap up the fast lane. And no sarcasm on behalf of Brian Nolan either. <laughs> uh, thanks so much. I uh, appreciate the support, Ed. It's always great coming on here. Brian Nolan's arch nemesis. Michael Massey with us here. And best friend. That's how they work. You know, it's one of those awkward relationships. I'll just leave it at that. When we return in the fast lane, Trey and I will opine on thoughts ourselves, some headlines that you might have missed, and yes, some more on Virginia and the challenge that awaits them, plus your feedback. In fact, the Virginia stuff, we may wait till tomorrow because that could be a teaser to our votes of confidence tomorrow in the fast lane. But when we return, what you're going to get, Fast 5 at 5-ish, and some of our reaction to some of the questions you have posed for us on social media. That's still to come. This is the Fast Lane.